now we can go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we went through this part already. So, um, why don't we get back to uh, your girl Naomi Campbell, Elsie? Tell me uh, she was what happened. Riding in a limo. Mm-hmm. I guess she didn't like his cologne or his the smirk he gave her. Now, this is the the chauffeur or someone who was accompanying her in the no, limo. The limo driver. Okay. Chauffeur, whatever you want to call him. Okay. She whacked him and took off. No one's been able to track him down. This is as of uh, right up to date. This is as we speak, right off the net. This just, just went down within the last hour. And she's been in trouble before, isn't that so? She's constantly in trouble. That's her middle name. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess she gets away with it because she's got the pretty face. Well, I, I don't know how long you can continue to behave a certain way and have people look the other way, but I guess we'll we'll see on this one. Oh, yeah, we will. So how's everything with you? How's your week going? Pretty good. Uh, as I indicated earlier, I'm grateful for the, the hint of warm weather that uh, was bestowed upon us today earlier. It's nice to see the sun and feel the rays. See some of that snow melt here in New York. That's right. Springtime is, what is it, uh, 16, 17 days away? It's right around the corner. Yes, the countdown has begun for the, the official launch of spring 2010. And I'm ready. I got my Mets sweatshirt on. And that is supposed to do what, Elsie? Help them get some wins this year. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good luck to you, Elsie. I know that you're still recuperating from the, uh, the devastating defeat of the Cowboys back in January. That's all right. We're loading <laughs> up for 2010. It's fast approaching, but it's, it's baseball season. So we will be watching closely the Mets as well as the Yankees. Okay. We, we will be watching. <laughs> Tonight's show is being brought to you by Kurt the Barber, 631-767-2411. He's at 1073 Suffolk Avenue in Brentwood, New York. That's 11717. For the latest cuts, go to Kurt. Kurt the Barber, he's the man. Our broadcast this evening is dedicated to the loving memory of those who lost their lives in the Chilean earthquake. May you all rest in peace. If you're looking to advertise with LC and Jack, feel free to drop us an email at lcandjack at gmail.com. Once again, that's lcandjack at gmail.com. We've got all sorts of packages to meet each and every one of your needs. And there will also be some updated information on our, well, on our website excuse me, as well. So continue to visit lcandjack.com. If you'd like to reach us by telephone this evening to inquire about our upcoming guests, or if you'd just like to share a question or comment, please feel free to dial 631-888-8811. I'll see if someone would like to uh, reach us regarding advertising opportunities and they want to give us a, a telephone call, what number should they dial? Give us a call in the office, area code 631-664-4452. We have a package that will meet your needs, whether it be advertising on our website, lcandjack.com, or if you're looking to promote an event you're having, whether it be uh, you know, a, a dance affair, fundraiser, 
Whatever you have that's uh, you're looking to raise money to help the community or help you advertise your business, give us a shout. 631-664-4452. I think we're ready to rock and roll there, Jack. I think so. What a strange night, Elsie. Yeah, you know, it's been a little screwy. You never plan for nights like this, so you just do your best to uh, to get Roll with through. the punches, baby. That's right. Now, this evening, we were expected to have a special guest appear on the LC and Jack radio show. And unfortunately, the Honorable Suffolk County Legislator Ricardo Montano is tied up in some sort of a legislative session. But we are uh, happy to have his chief of staff, who will step in and in his place and will update us on all those things that are are going on with the Suffolk County legislator. Elsie, uh, why don't you welcome uh, Ricardo Montano's chief of staff to the Elsie Jack Radio Show, Bob Martinez. Hey, Elsie Jack, I got a uh, I got a surprise, but the legislator just stepped out. Uh, it's very important that he speaks to you and to your uh, your audience directly uh, regarding some uh, very critical events that are occurring in the Brentwood Central Islip community. I uh, just wanted to thank you guys for everything you do for us, but most important, uh, thanks for keeping the message alive and well out in the community. Can you hold on for the legislator? Sure. Thank you. Yep. Well, Jack, I guess we're... Hello. Hey, Rick, how are you? This I'm is LT. well. How are you there? We're, we're good. We have... Uh, say hello to Jack. Jack, how are you there? We're good. We're so glad that you're able to join us. Now I'm you... actually in the middle of a vote, so I may. Uh, well, we're we're debating a bill, so I may have to run out on you any minute when they do the roll call. But oh. I stepped out to uh, to speak with you. Right. Well, we're we're pleased that you uh, took the time to speak with us, and uh, and we are happy, very happy that you're joining us. But we're sad to hear about the increased violence in your district. So why don't we yeah. jump right in go and ahead, give us ahead. an idea of uh, tell us what's go what's going on in, with the increased violence in Brentwood. Well. Uh, look, it's exactly what you said. It's increased violence. There's uh, gang activity. There's a number of unsolved homicides. There's uh, there's graffiti all over the district. And basically, uh, you know, we call this community meeting for tomorrow night to speak out. And I think we're finally getting some action because uh, the police department came out today, uh, coincidentally, with a 10-point program to combat crime in the area. They're going to be increasing the patrols. They're going to be adding personnel, uh, you know, and it's sad that we had to have, you know, this kind of activity, uh, you know, these kinds of uh, crimes uh, escalate to get some action. But uh, what we'll do tomorrow is meet at the library at 530 to 730. Which library is this? The be, Brentwood, right? Brentwood Library, uh, library at uh, 2nd Street. All right, and uh, we'll have some some you know uh, refreshments and food for people. And we want we want to give the community an opportunity to speak out as to what they have been going through, what they've been feeling, the the, the fear that uh, people live in, the unsolved crimes. The other day we had uh, a man, a body was found in Brentwood, uh, young man stabbed to death at three in the morning on Gates Avenue. Uh, a week before that we had a young woman and a child uh, killed, and the body was either. They were either killed in CI or the bodies were dumped in CI. We've had other murders in the area. We've got unsolved crimes. Uh, you know, oh, the Wilson Batista, the young man, and I believe his family is going to join us tomorrow night. Uh, the young man that was shot, 14-year-old kid, simply playing basketball like you and I did when we were teenagers yep. at the park. Mm -hmm. You yep. know, close to home. This This has got to stop. Now, the two crimes that you mentioned prior to the young man, do you believe those were gang-related, or were they just random acts of violence? Uh, 
From what I know, the incident on Friday, and we don't have the full details because homicide doesn't tell us everything, but uh, mm -hmm. I've been in contact with the police department. I actually have been asked by the family of the young man that was uh, the brother of the young man that was found dead uh, this week to be the family spokesperson. Mm -hmm. I was at the medical examiner's office yesterday getting uh, the body released. We're going to try and raise some funds to send the body back to El Salvador. We have no reason to believe that he was a gang member or that uh, this was a gang-related, uh, you know, retaliation killing or anything like that. He, the gentleman lived in uh, Huntington Station. How he wound up in Brentwood, why he wound up in Brentwood, we really don't know, but we don't believe, based on what's available right now, that it is gang-related. So it's more of a random, random act. The young woman and the child that were, uh, were killed, uh, we don't really know what I've heard, um, you know, is conflicting, so I can't comment on that because they're, they're really, you know, it's an unsolved murder, and I don't mm -hmm. think there is a motive. The other killing that took place uh, by the uh, the soccer field and Timberline, mm -hmm. uh, we believe that that is gang-related, um, you know, and that was a, uh, you know, I believe that that was a cold-blooded execution um, and one, one fatality and one young man, uh, you know, critically injured. Uh, severely injured, uh, so you, you've got a mix there. And there and there have been listen. There have been a number of unreported robberies. When I say unreported, I mean unreported to the community. That the police have been aware of this. Mm -hmm. There have been a string of robberies, uh, you know, in the Brentwood area. No publicity, and I believe that they apprehended and charged three individuals on that. But this was after maybe you know twelve, thirteen uh, robberies in that in that locale, and the community was unaware of this. No. So what are you what are you saying to your constituents when they're ringing your telephone and showing up at your office saying, Legislator, what are you going to do about this? I feel unsafe, and uh, you're a public servant, and we look to you to protect us. And right. how do you respond to that? Well, the truth is that's why we set up the meeting, because I have no response uh, other than to say, you know what, you're absolutely correct. I live in the district. Uh, I've seen the helicopters over my house. I've seen the shining lights in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. Last night, again, there was a helicopter uh, buzzing my house. Uh, you know, I'm a neighbor, I'm a resident of Brentwood, and I agree with you. That's why we organized the, uh, the speak out. That's why we invited the elected officials. Uh, that's why we, uh, you know, invited the, uh, police department. You know, as a county legislator, we provide funding for the, uh, you know, police personnel. It's, it's part of our jurisdiction. And by bringing everyone together, publicizing the meeting, um, what it resulted in today was a press release by the, uh, Commissioner of Police. Uh, coming in with a 10-step program to uh, reduce crime in Brentwood. Well, had we not done this meeting, had we not organized the community and gotten all the sponsors, I don't think we would have a plan. Now, I don't know if this is a good plan or a bad plan, mm -hmm. but it's a start. And what we're going to do, now that they've, now that they've committed to, uh, to this plan and they've made the, uh, the declaration that they're going to reduce crime in the area, we're going to follow that up and make sure that crime is reduced and that this police increased police presence is not a one-week or one-day uh, event, that they have uh, enough, enough uh, police officers in the area to ensure that whatever crime is there is uh, reduced and eliminated. Now, Rick, why did the police department tell you why now all of a sudden they came up with this? Was it an issue of overtime because obviously the way they the county is. Uh, my understanding that Suffolk PD is not allowing over any overtime. Is that well? The that's that. You know what? They're not telling us. But the reality is that you hit the nail on the head. They're trying to reduce costs. 
they have contracts with the unions. They don't have enough police officers uh, on the street. They don't have them on the street at the times that they're needed. All right. So yes, there are pers- you know there there are uh, financial considerations that are involved. They're not telling us why they're doing this or why they're not doing their job. But the bottom line is that the uh, the result is the uh, the uptick in crime. And you know you can't put public safety behind finances. No, we understand that you know that, that there are money issues, but this is a uh, you know it's a big county, it's a wealthy county, and you've got to put the resources where they're needed. And crime is a priority, particularly in our area. There are other areas that don't suffer the crime rate that we have. Now you got you also got to look at this LC. What is it? What is what is it lacking in the community at the schools? Uh, with the town in terms of the recreational facilities, uh, in the families themselves That's right. that are producing what we're seeing today. You know, yep. we're losing, we, we're losing a generation. You know, what is it that, that causes, uh, someone or, or some people to kill a young girl and, and, and a baby? I mean, what kind of, what kind of, where are we lacking? And it's a total picture. It's not just fighting crime. But it's also fighting those elements that breed the kind of activity that's going on in the area. We need opportunities for our kids. We need uh, proper educational uh, experience. We need youth programs. We need after-school programs, and those have to be funded. Now, if a lot of if people listening now cannot make this meeting, what can they do? Well, they can call their elected official. They can call my office. They can call the county exec's office. They can say, look, I can't make the meeting, but I live in Brentwood. I live in Central Islip. I live in North Bay Shore. I live in this community, that community. I'm aware of what the problem is, and we want to know what you're doing. And you're obviously not doing enough if you have all these, these uh, unsolved crimes in the area. That's not, you know, what's going on within the police department that, uh, that needs to be corrected. Has the county executive commented on the rash of violence in Brentwood? He hasn't commented to me. I can tell you that, uh, you know, other than the press release that was issued today by Commissioner Dorma, uh, you know, and he's been invited to the meeting, and, you know, he's been invited to listen to the uh, concerns of the community. Uh, we dropped off, uh, we had called the other day, and we dropped off a written invitation yesterday, and the response that we got was this press release that announces a 10-point plan. And we will analyze the plan. We will look at it. We will see uh, whether or not we believe it's effective. You know, it would have been, in my opinion, uh, better to hear from the community first before coming in with the plan because you've got to right. know you got to know what you're combating. Right. Exactly. Right. So you know, is this a yeah? And I trying to put out a fire with gasoline. You know, and, and also I don't want to cast dispersions, but. Uh, is this a political statement or is this a realistic statement? I would have preferred, and if they had called me and said, you know, what do you, how do we handle this? My response would be, well, let's hear from the people. That's why it's a speak out. We want the community to say, this is what's going on in my block. This is what I've seen. Uh, these are the kinds of problems that we're confronting. So we have a solution to a problem other than the general problem of crime, but we don't necessarily know what the community has experienced on a day-to-day basis in each of their, you know, respective blocks. That's why we were going to bring a sonographer to record uh, the meeting, not necessarily, you know, not naming people and, and addresses. We weren't doing that, but we wanted a record of the kinds of issues that people are confronted with on a day-to-day basis. So as an elected official, when they call my office, uh, and let me tell you, after the latest... Um, the latest murder. I got a lot of angry phone calls, mm-hmm. and after we sure set up did. this meeting, oh, and, and rightfully so, and, and 
after we set up this meeting, I got a lot of phone calls. Thank you so much. You're doing something, mm -hmm. you know, and we appreciate that, and we will be there. So we expect the full house tomorrow. Now, legislator, I'm going to take this opportunity to state that Elsie and Jack would uh, like to help with the fundraising efforts for the latest tragedy. That so would be great. Some information, uh, we'll certainly be willing to uh, do what we can to help out in that effort. Well, excellent. My, my office has the information for the funeral home. I've been in contact with the, I spoke earlier with the district attorney, Tom Spoder. Uh, and I spoke yesterday with the uh, police commissioner and the homicide unit. Uh, there is a crime victims. A lot of people don't know that there's a crime victims compensation board that will actually fund uh, and assist people that have been victimized by crime. But you've got to make the application. Mm -hmm. Now I don't know how much money is available in that fund for this particular family, but we will certainly make that application. But we don't think it's enough because this is a young man from El Salvador, and the family needs. Uh, you know, they want to send the body back home for proper burial. Right. Uh, so my office will be, you know, undertaking a collection uh, from anyone who wants to contribute towards the fund. We did the uh, same thing for the Wilson Batista family. Uh, we have a, uh, a fund uh, to help the Wilson Batista family, which is still in existence. I think we, um, day before Christmas, we provided the family with a check for $2,100. There's about $700 in that account. That's available for the family. It's all, you know, properly. It's that Bethpage um, Federal Credit Union. It's all properly accounted for. We would do the same thing for any, you know, for anyone that that's looking for our assistance or the community's support. That's what we'd like to do. But the main thing is that we need to stop the violence. Right. Will you be taking a collection tomorrow at the? I probably the will library. be asking people. Mm -hmm. Yes, we will probably, uh, you know, have a uh, some kind of uh, arrangement some kind of collection and and I believe the family will be there tomorrow and whatever we we're able to collect we will hand over to the family so that they can uh, you know uh, provide that to the funeral home because the body has been released the latest victim has been released from the medical examiner's office and by the way I want you to know I saw a photo of the uh, you know the the victim and and you know these are just horrible acts that are going on Mm -hmm. Now, Rick, are they now? Who from the Suffolk, uh, the police department, will be present tomorrow evening? Why I believe that the commissioner will be there. I believe that Inspector uh, Rios from the third precinct, and they'll probably have uh, other police personnel. I haven't gotten a full list of who they're bringing, uh, but they, they'll handle that. But the police commissioner did tell me that he would be there. Uh, and as I said, they uh, he he announced today by press release that he has a ten-point plan to uh, reduce crime in the area. We want results. Rick, our colleague Kim from Kim's Commentary has a question Kim. for you. We're going to bring her in. Uh, Kim, are you there? I am. Hi, do you have a question for Legislator Montano? I do. Um, I, first of all, I just want to applaud you on your efforts to help stem the violence in Brentwood. Thank you. Could um, you speak a little louder, Kim? Sure. Can you hear me now? Uh, I'm, I'm hearing you, but go ahead. Uh, not, 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 not the way I'd like to. Go ahead. Okay. I don't want to scream. Is that better? That's better. Okay, great. Um, I just think that what you're doing is excellent. I think Brentwood is one of the hallmark communities on Long Island. And do you think this violence has done anything to mar um, just the success that Brentwood has achieved over the past decade? Because I think it's just one of the most terrific um, success stories. Well, I have to be honest with you. This hurts. You know, I came to Brentwood as a young boy. I was 13 years old. I lived in, you know, I went to the Brentwood School District uh, for a couple of years. I moved back to the Bronx and then came back when I was an adult, uh, you know, and, and I got a very good education at uh, Brentwood when I was in high school. 
uh, you know, it set me on my career path. It was a great community. It's still a great community. I live, I live in, uh, in Brentwood, but yes, this hurts. This hurts because, uh, you know, what happens is that people begin to associate the Brentwood community and the people from Brentwood with the activity that's right. going on. And that, and that is a stigma that we have to, uh, eliminate. Stereotype. We have to stop it in dead in its tracks. And, you know, I mean, it's a, the wrong word. We have to stop it in its tracks. And we have to go back to restoring the, uh, you know, the good name of the community and all the good people that live there. We don't want to drive out, uh, you know, people from Brent. When I've heard comments like that, you know, it's time to move. I want to move out of here. Uh, mm -hmm. When you see graffiti in your neighborhood, when you when you hear about crime on a on a weekly basis, when you hear about unsolved murders, you know, and and you have, uh, you know, a young a young uh, child. Uh, of course it's going to affect you. When you hear about gang activity at the school, you know it's going to affect you. So, yes, we that is a major concern. Um, but the quality of life is, is the most important thing. we got to get back to the decent quality of life that we expect and that we've, uh, we've always enjoyed. And this rash of uh, activity uh, is something that really we have to explain to everybody. It's out of the norm, but we got to stop it. And, and this is the job of the police department. They've got to come in and do their job. And they don't have to come in heavy-handed. We don't want to be, you know, grabbing kids off the street simply because they're, they're hanging out on the corner and right. label them as criminals and give them criminal records. We're not after those kids. We're after the kids that are, that are doing the, uh, the bad stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. And we have to, you know, the police, and, and that's one thing I emphasize as a former, you know, assistant district attorney. We don't want to take good kids and turn them into, uh, you know, petty criminals to, to drive up statistics to say that you've solved the problem because in these, these adults, when they're looking for a job, are now stigmatized with having a record, and that, that's something that I won't allow either. That's an mm -hmm. excellent statement. Rick, do you think that the uh, civic organizations are doing enough to educate children about the do's and don'ts of uh, life after school? I think I think that we have some some issues. I think that they're trying. The ones that are there are trying. Uh, I think the problem is that you know civic associations can only do so much without resources, mm -hmm. and the resources come from you know the government and the private sector. And the government is hurting right now, and so is the private sector. But at the same time, you know you, we've got to pick our priorities. And what happens in economic times like these? is that every legislator is fighting for every dollar for mm -hmm. his or her district. Mm -hmm. And there's an unfairness in terms of um, the way dollars have traditionally been uh, distributed because our community has has lacked, I think, you know, uh, representation from within the community. Don't forget, it was a lawsuit that we brought in 2003 that created the ninth Legislative District, Brentwood and Central Islip, and it was the first time that we elected someone from the Brentwood-Central Islip area to represent the Brentwood, uh, mm -hmm. you know, centralized the area, and you know we have an assemblyman uh, from the area, so we we have grown in representation, and that has allowed us to you know to begin the battle. And it hasn't been easy. I'm sure you you know some of the battles we've had here in the legislature sure. in terms of uh, you know trying to provide the resources for our district, and by funding some of the civic associations through the member items that uh, you know the community service initiatives that we get. You know, putting money into BYA when we were able to, that all helps. But if you don't have representation, if you don't have people that are participating in the uh, process to elect representatives that, that are going to do the job that uh, they're supposed to do, then you're going to be hurting. And the civic associations, they do a good job 
but they need the resources. Rick, what about the town of Islip? Have they stepped up to the plate? Uh, you know, I don't want to take shots at, uh, you know, at anyone right now, but the reality is that we still don't have anyone at the town, you know, an elected official from the Brentwood Central Islip community. Um, you know, I don't think that we have enough. Uh, I mean, the community needs to be aware. So, yes, you know, no, they elect these people. They need to put them on the spot. No, no, I, and I agree with you 100%. I mean, I am one for empowerment of a community. Uh, and the reality is that, uh, in you know, with all due respect to town government, uh, we want a re we want representation from our area because that representation will bring back the resources that we need. It's not that we're just saying, hey, we, we want it because we want it. We want it because it's necessary to protect the residents and the quality of life of the people in our community and we, we need voices to express that because if you're living if you're living in, in, in Oakdale Sayville and you don't come into Brentwood, well you don't really know what, what the heck is going on in Brentwood. Oh you you can kill us. And if you're on the town board and all all four you know town board members, all five town board members live within one mi one mile of one another really not aware of what's going on in our district. You read about it in the newspaper, but you're not there on it. You don't know where the potholes are. You don't know where the, the criminal activity is. That's right. We but see it every day. Legislator, we have about 60 seconds left in the program. Why don't you give out the information for the town hall meeting tomorrow night? Give okay. it out once again. All right. We're going to have a speak out at the Brentwood Public Library in the, auto the auditorium. It's going to be uh, 34 2nd Avenue, Brentwood. It starts at 530 uh, and it ends around 7.30. It's being sponsored by the Suffolk County Police Benevolent Association, the NAACP, the Brentwood Residents uh, Against uh, Violence Every Day, the Central Isaac Civic Council, Long Island Latino Teachers Association, Adelante, the list goes on and on. Okay. 5.30 to 7.30 at the Brentwood Public Library. We'd like to get as much... Uh, participation as possible. Anyone that needs information can call my office tomorrow. The number is 853-3700. Legislator Montano, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you, Elsie. It's good talking to you. And Kim, thank you very much. Thank you, there. And Jack, thank you also. You're welcome. Have a good night. We'll, you see, too. we'll, we'll see you tomorrow night. See you tomorrow night. Thank okay, you. Okay, have a good night. Well, you've been listening to the Elsie and Jack Radio Show. We thank you for listening, and we do hope that you tune in for another edition Next Tuesday at 7.30. Elsie, parting words for our listeners. Get involved and make a difference.